business rock stars. Kelly Kennedy here. And today I wanted to introduce you to my business, Capital Business Development, where we don't just see businesses. We see your potential to change the world. We see your passion, your dedication, and drive to do something extraordinary. And we're here to help you bring that vision to life. At Capital Business Development, we understand that behind every business is a visionary, someone with the determination to make a difference. Whether you're a startup with a big idea or an established company aiming to expand your impact, we're here to support you every step of the way. Our mission goes beyond traditional business development. We're committed to nurturing your dreams and empowering you to achieve greatness. From strategic planning and networking to hands-on support and personalized coaching, we provide the tools and guidance you need to succeed. So if you're ready to transform your vision into reality, look no further than Capital Business Development. Visit us today at www.capitalbd.ca to learn more about how we can help you unleash your potential to change the world. Your dreams matter. Let's make them happen together. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Welcome to episode 42 of the Business Development Podcast. And I just want to start today's episode out by giving a big shout out to all my Canadian listeners. Happy Canada Day to all my fellow Canadians. And I just also want to give a quick shout out to all of my Americans. Happy July 4th Independence Day to all of you as well. On today's episode, we have Jim Gale from a billion dollar mortgage company to wanting to change the world through permaculture. It's an amazing episode. Stay tuned. The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is the the Business Business Development Development Podcast. Podcast. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the Business Business Development Development Podcast. Podcast. And And now your your expert expert host, host, Kelly Kelly Kennedy. Hello, welcome back to the Business Development Podcast. This is episode 42, and my gosh, do we have an amazing entrepreneurial interview for you today. Today, we have Jim Gale, founder and CEO of Food Forest Abundance, and much more. We're going to get into that today. Jim Gale is the extraordinary mind behind Food Forest Abundance and a true force of nature. As an international permaculture advocate, entrepreneur, and CEO, Jim has dedicated his life to transforming the way we interact with our environment, cultivating a sustainable future for all. Fueled by faith and courage, Jim has honed his ability to manifest success through the practice of inspired visioning and meditation. At a young age of 29, he set an audacious goal to retire in three years and surpassed expectations by creating a billion-dollar mortgage company. After indulging in a year of oceanic bliss aboard his boat, Jim's path led him to Costa Rica, where he discovered permaculture and realized its potential to revolutionize our lives. Jim's deep love for nature has taken him on a remarkable journey through 37 countries, where he has embraced diverse cultures, sought wisdom from indigenous communities, and lived with the Maasai, 
and experienced a vibrant island life of Hawaii. They have all shaped his understanding of the delicate balance between humans and the natural world with a vision to bring permaculture to every household on the planet. Jim founded Food Forest Abundance. Food Forest Abundance is a groundbreaking enterprise that empowers individuals to create their own self-sustaining ecosystems, harnessing the abundant power of nature. Through innovative techniques and a commitment to education, Food Forest Abundance is redefining the way that we grow and consume food, eliminating the need for harmful chemicals and backbreaking maintenance. As a testament to his unwavering dedication, Jim and his wife Andrea oversee the awe-inspiring Galt's Landing, an off-grid resort spanning 52 acres of ecological brilliance. Nestled in the heart of St. Cloud, Florida, this enchanting oasis boasts thousands of square feet of flourishing food forest, nurturing over 200 different species of delectable food, complete with a private 430-acre lake. Galt's Landing offers overnight stays, immersive tours, a flourishing nursery, and an educational experience that will leave you inspired to embark on your own sustainable journey. Jim, wow, that is one heck of an introduction. How are you today? Oh, Kelly, thank you. I'm just, I feel so present and so alive, and it's just wonderful to chat with you and your audience about how we solve all of the world's biggest problems. Literally, what I'm going to share with you and your audience today is the solution, not the hypothetical solution, not the hopeful solution, but the demonstrable solution to mass extinction and deforestation, to cancer and diabetes and heart disease trends. It's the end of world hunger and it's the end of tyranny. When we take the poisons out of our system and grow food instead of half of the 44 million acres of lawn in the United States alone, when we do that one logical thing, we change the world. Man. That's really, really inspiring. And I really want to get into how, you know, I mean, the reality is you are, you are a serial entrepreneur, right? You've been doing this a real long time. We're going to get back into the backstory of kind of how you got into your entrepreneurial journey, how you founded a billion dollar company. Crazy, like unbelievable. I can't wait to get into that story. But I also want to get into like, at what point, obviously, permaculture became so important to you, you know, like as a business person, at some point in your life, uh, 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 you know, you, you've clicked the switch and you said, you know what, I'm a very successful business person, but I need to change the world. And I want to get into what inspired you to do that as well. But take us back to the beginning, Jim, take us right back. I know what you said when you were 19 was when you started your entrepreneurial journey. Take yeah. us back to 19. What were you who, who was Jim then? So I was a guy that I was lost, kind of. Um, I was I barely made it through school because I didn't like school. I was daydreaming through through school completely. I got C's in order to wrestle. That was my my life was really about my identity was surrounded by my success or failure in wrestling. And my senior year, I did not place in the state tournament. My freshman year was horrible. And then my college wrestling coach asked the whole team to write their goals. I was 19 years old at the time. And I, when he handed us all the piece of paper, it was a Friday afternoon. We were at wrestling practice. And he said, have these goals on my desk on Monday morning or you're not going to be wrestling. And wrestling was all I had. And I looked at that paperwork and I said, ah, oh, what a pain in the ass. I don't want to do any paperwork. I don't like paperwork. So... Um, I threw it on my desk and then I ignored it Friday. I ignored it Saturday. 
I was a procrastinator. Sunday night came and I had to get it done. And so I started reading the questions and they were put in long-term, intermediate, and short-term. And it said, start with the long-term vision. Start with the ultimate inspired vision that you can imagine for yourself. You know, and just as a quick side note, I later learned Napoleon Hill, who studied the most successful people in the history of the world. After studying these people, he deducted whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Now, I had just got done, I started a, um, in a network marketing company. It was called Omnitrition. Uh, and this, I was on my way to Texas and somebody put in Dennis Waitley's The Psychology of Winning. We listened to that tape series all the way to Texas from Minnesota and back. And I was a different person. So when I was writing my goals, I started visualizing myself as a su successful wrestler. And again, the two years previous, I was horrible. And state champions in a college wrestling room are frequent. There, there's a lot of state champions or state placers. So when I handed my goals in, after I started writing them, um, I got so inspired. The next morning I handed them into the coach and he, he kind of smirked and he said, these goals are kind of lofty, don't you think? He said, goals are meant to be something that you can achieve. <laughs> Basically saying, Jim, you have no shot at this. And it was too late, though, because I had already imagined myself in the picture. Right? And that's what we do. We imagine ourselves with all of our energy, all of our being, our spirit, our soul, everything in the experience of success. And something happens. So the shift was made. Four years later, I was a four-time All-American and national champion. Wow. I was inducted to the Hall of Fame. And it was because the coach said, it's time to create a vision for your future. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is amazing the little things that change our lives, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It yeah. never ceases to amaze me, too, even in, even in my world, right? Like, there's a, we talked a little bit before this show started about synchronicities. And it's funny because I've talked with plenty of entrepreneurs about synchronicities. And no one wants to admit that like, oh, yeah, they happen, but totally they happen. And I feel like, like you said, you talked about mindset. Mindset's something else that we don't talk about a lot in business ownership or entrepreneurship. But the reality is it's if you put your mind to something and you work towards it, it is achievable most of the time, you know? Whatever your mind can conceive and believe, whatever my mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Now, the believing part is the part that sometimes takes a little bit of effort, right? Or sometimes a lot of effort. Yeah. Like our current goal is to change the world. And I absolutely know that we're going to because it's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, after college, I moved to Hawaii for four years, and uh, Prince was at our little. Uh, we had a little um, restaurant, like a, a nightclub in a in a strip mall, and Prince came there two New Year's in a row because we had some good musicians there. It was pretty fun, and then I was uh, then I got a backpack because a lot of people in Hawaii there in Maui were travelers, and they told me stories, and I had to live those stories. So I got a backpack and I did the backpackers route through Africa and Asia and the Maldives and Karachi, Pakistan, and all these places. And I learned a lot when I got home. And while I was gone, I wrote goals for the second time. And it was about 10 years later. And this time I was reading. In fact, I spent about four months at Bond University in Australia. 
And I went to the, I didn't pay to go there. I just walked up into the library and I read every book I could find on human achievement and performance and people doing it different. And I had this belief system that was so strong that there's no limits. So I wrote my goals again. I was pretty much broke. I had bartending experience mm -hmm. and a teaching degree. And the only reason I had a teaching degree is because I was nominated for the Hall of Fame and they had to have me as a graduate. They couldn't have had me. And I, I was missing two one credit classes. <laughs> so they just sent me the degrees. They said, Don't worry yeah. about those classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote that I wanted to um, be retired. And that was it. I was young and ignorant, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what retirement meant. But anyway, I got home and a series of events converged and the universe opened up and I ended up getting in a mortgage business, which was 100% commission based, no salary. And it went from zero to 1.3 billion in revenue in three and a half years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Can I stop you there for a second? Please. Yeah. What does that type of growth feel like? Like, like to me, it would feel almost like in that amount of time, like how do you even keep up with a machine like that? I, yeah. What was that you like? Don't keep up. It, it's about presence. And, and while I was doing this, I was studying these people and the, the common theme was stay present. Right. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle. I was listening to all the speakers, um, Wayne Dyer. And I was listening to Deepak Chopra. You, you name it, Anthony Robbins. And it, it came down to, be present to the next logical step, right? So I didn't plan. I had the big goal. Mm -hmm. And then that was a big general, very inspiring goal. But I didn't plan every next step. I simply created the big vision. And then the universe said, oh, step here. Oh, call this person. And sometimes I'd, I'd have to get up at three in the morning because there was an idea that compelled me to get my ass out of bed and get on the computer and send an email to somebody and oftentimes it was that email or something that came from that email that led to this incredible growth. Yeah, yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head. And it's so funny because even in my business, like I look at the things that have happened in my business and the people that we've connected with or like the things that have happened. Like, for instance, Jim, with this podcast you're on right now, I never planned for this podcast. This podcast just kind of fell out of left field as an opportunity to try this January. And I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, why not? Why not? I, so I bought the equipment and I, in February, I hopped on and started talking to the wall, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, sometimes it just kind of lined up. And what's crazy, dude, is like, we, we, we only had like three months in around 30 episodes and we won an award for best business podcast 2023 by Quill Inc up here in Canada which was crazy. Congratulations. I, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But you just like I said, I had no plans for this podcast. And it's so funny because people reach out to me all the time. And I'm sure you too, because we're going to get into it. You have a very successful show as well. But um, people reach out to me all the time. And they go, Kelly, like, tell me, how did you do this? How did you build this great podcast? And I'm like, I just started like, that's it. Just start. Because the reality is you can't do nothing if you don't start, right? Yes. Whatever you can do or think you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. It's about taking that first step. Planting that first seed is so empowering. And then just open up to the guidance that will come. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And, and I think, too, it takes like, you know, I mean, I struggle with this, too, because I'm always trying to make things work in my life. I feel like I haven't quite been able to just release things to the universe yet. I still love... 
I still love to, I feel like it takes action, right? It's like the universe will help you. Synchronicities will happen for you, but you still have to kind of take that first step in your life. You have to take action for good things to happen to you. What would be your stance on something like that? Oh, for sure. And the most empowering action is to breathe and go deep within. That is the foundation of all presence. It's breathe, look around, feel, sense, experience. In fact, Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. But there's one word that's out of place in that amazing quote. Don't think. Thinking is the past, right? Feel experience the frequency and vibration all around you. And when you can feel the present moment so deeply, then there's no effort to this. It's Mm -hmm. simply just taking the next step that appears through the guidance that comes through source. So Jim, I I do have to, I do have to ask something because I, you know, I mean, we're talking to a different audience than your typical audience. So I want to, I want to just pause you there for a second, because you're talking to a lot of new entrepreneurs you're talking to business owners, you know, high level executives that are, you know, including myself, who have not spent a lot of time thinking about the things and, and researching the things that you've researched, right? So yeah. what was the moment, you know, I mean, like, the reality is, I know, I know my fiance is very much into into some spirituality and things along those lines. She's very, very spiritually connected which I, you know, I mean, I struggle with a little bit at times, because I'm not as I, I, I believe in God and stuff. And I believe in good things. But I'm not at the same level, if that's fair, right? Like after most people. Um, can you potentially let us know what was the point? You know, I mean, you were incredibly I, did this did this kind of like spirituality connection, holistic connection come before you you made it, you know, before you built a billion dollar company? Or did, was that did this happen after you had time to reflect? It came in bits and pieces. It's a constant evolution of awareness. So it wasn't all of a sudden one time, although there have been those times where the moment lit up, uh, where enlightenment, which means an idea whose time has come, a light bulb goes off in the brain and everything becomes more clear. That has happened quite a few times, but it wasn't one time. It was a series of events that were led on oftentimes by struggle. Mm. Oftentimes, like I literally went from 20 million to negative 80,000. I didn't have a job. I didn't have income. I didn't have, I didn't know how I was going to get past it. I was crying. And all of a sudden I just let go of the fear and scarcity in my mind, in my heart. And then I literally, everything got brighter around me. It was crazy beautiful. And from that day forward, that was 30 months ago. Things have just been divine. Wow. No, that's amazing. And, and first off, let me just, I didn't get to do it at the beginning, but I just wanted to congratulate you on your success. There's not a lot of people who have been able to attain the level of, of personal growth and financial growth that you have. And, and, and not to mention the struggle. You know, I've, you're the second person on my podcast who has lost everything. And I was talking to, and also built it back. The other person did as well. And that, that's something that I just want to kind of speak to. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are really, really afraid, especially new ones, especially ones with a great idea that are standing on the fence because they don't want to fail. And you know, I mean, me too. I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't want to fail. I, but I also understand that some things are out of our control and failure is a mindset. And, it, and if you can change your mindset, like 
what you know you mentioned you lost everything what were your thoughts at that time how were you able to stay positive and motivated that you could come back and do it again thanks to a lot of great teachers i'm constantly like i haven't listened to the radio unless i'm in the car with my daughters or my wife i don't listen to the radio i listen to educational motivational tapes um, I get YouTube on or one of these social media apps and I listen to somebody and some sometimes, in fact, I would say that's probably the best thing I've ever done as far as when you stack the time that we're in the car, the time that we're traveling, when you put, turn that into an educational time, yes, it's crazy valuable. Yes. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Thank you so much for bringing up that point. Literally just talked about this, Jim, in my previous podcast episode. We're talking to, I was talking to other marketing business development people, that sort of thing. I'm like, look, you know, you guys spend six, eight hours in a car, probably every second or third day. Why aren't you listening to audiobooks? Why aren't you listening to educational programs? Turn off the radio, turn off the garbage and put on something educational because it's a great opportunity that your job provides you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it's And it's when your ultimate vision yeah, it is. And when your ultimate vision for yourself is inspiring enough, then you wouldn't do it any other way. So that's the key is to have a vision that's inspiring, that makes you feel so good when you imagine yourself here. Like here, this is what I've been envisioning now, the evolution of this for 15, 16 years. Let me... Sorry, Jim. Let me just explain. Sorry, my podcast listeners, we don't have a video podcast. We have an audio podcast, but I just want to explain to my oh, listeners. Oh, okay. Jim, okay. Jim is showing us his absolutely beautiful, beautiful property. Where are you, Jim, today? I'm in Central Florida at a place called Galt's Landing, G-A-L-T-S Landing, where we are 100% off-grid. We produce all the food, water, and energy on-site. That's that's unreal. Yeah, it just the visuals that we're getting today. I do wish I could show the audience, you know, potentially, Jim, you can send me a picture and I can post it on the podcast page. I would love to show I my sure audience will. a picture of this. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> um, yeah, so take us back, you know, you you went, you've traveled a lot, uh, 37 different countries you've been to. What was that like for you? You know, what was the perspective change? Well, it's interesting. I, I traveled twice. The first time I traveled to the 37 countries, I was on a backpacker's budget. And then, then after I made a bunch of money, I went to about 10 more countries with a lot of money. The backpacker's trip was way more fun and exciting than the trip <laughs> with money, right? Because I got to stay in hostels with all these people. If I did it again, I don't care if I have a lot of money, I, I will stay at the youth hostels. Because you meet so many incredible people and, and you have so many experiences that are unplanned for, right? That, the surprises that we have, they're so much fun. I, I love, you know, some surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. As long as they're not like permanently uh, damaging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, man. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's super, super impressive. So, Okay, so you built you built your, your mortgage company. Did you end up retiring? Did you retire for a little while? I, I did. I, I bought a 42-foot Carver motor yacht, and I went out on the ocean. I didn't know anything about yachting or boating, really. So yeah. I hired this guy. His name was Captain Stu, li- literally. <laughs> and <laughs> he showed me how to turn it on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
and we went out for a couple of days just touring around and and then um it, it was crazy like a year on the ocean i was i really i was bored silly um you know it, it's epically beautiful when you're out in the middle of the bahamas where there's no lights for miles but you can only look at that for so long before you're mm -hmm. like i gotta do something again <laughs> yeah so that's when i started um kind of searching for my next thing and it actually took me a while to find it um and then i moved to costa rica because i love the jungle and that's where i learned a bunch of stuff i learned what was going on in the world I had my first two daughters, which are my primary motivation. I've got four daughters, and my motivation is to create a world that is abundant and beautiful for them to live in to yeah. the best of my ability, right? Because that's what I can do. And so um, I also learned permaculture. And that's where, I tell you, that's where it blew my mind. When I learned the science of permaculture, the agricultural design science, that, again, has the solutions to all the world's biggest problems. It's logical, it's simple, and it's actionable for everybody. That's when I made a life commitment to turning this whole world into the Garden of Eden. When you were in Costa Rica, um, that's where you learned permaculture. And did you learn it from the local indigenous tribes there? I actually learned it because, so I was developing a golf course community. We bought a, um, a about 180 acre cattle pasture and we were, which was pretty much dead land. There was, you know, there was grasslands and there was some streams where there was some forests in there, but most of it was just kind of not very lively. So my vision, and I didn't know permaculture yet. My vision was to line all of the fairways with fruit trees take out all of the poisons and create a habitat for animals. Well, two of the local environmentalists who I'm very thankful for to this day, they criticized me heavily. They publicly made slanderous comments about me. They basically beat the shit out of me as much as they could. Instead of reacting with, you know, disgust and anger and hatred and lawsuits, I invited them to my office. And I said, let's talk because I think you'll actually like what we're doing. And they were, they were angry, angry women. They were very angry. And I, my intention was to share with them the vision that I had and get them to advocate for what I was doing. Well, they beat the shit out of me and they, they were never going to advocate for any developer because they were past that point. And there was quite a bit of kind of um, hypocrisy in there, too, based on how they were living. But that was a side story. They taught me the word permaculture, and they gave me a little bit of what that meant. After they left my office, I dove in, and I went online, and I studied, and I, that I was hooked. I was like, I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I had to Google permaculture before this meeting, so... <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I think there's a lot of us who uh, who don't really understand it. Yeah, it's so simple. It's modeling after nature's design or God's design, whatever perspective you come from, and it's putting together guilds of plants that support each other. And diversity is the foundation of the strength of the system. So where I'm sitting now, there's 230 different species of food producing plants, along with a lot of functional plants like beneficial insect attractors, flowers, nitrogen fixers, and 
chop and drop drop plants. There's plants that shade other plants. There's plants that stop the wind from blowing. And when you put these plants in your landscape in a designed way, then it's less maintenance than a lawn. It's literally, if you want it to be zero maintenance, then it can be. It'll it just it'll look like a, a jungle of food. Yeah. Right. If you want it to be fancy, <laughs> yeah, it can be fancy. So, okay. So, well, I have a question for you. So, you, yeah. you know, you went to Costa Rica. You learned about permaculture, right? It's one thing to learn about something and be like, "Oh, that's neat." It's another thing to invest every dime you have into creating a gigantic permaculture business. What was that switch for you? What What was the thing that you were all in? What What did that? You know, out of everything well, you could have invested in, what was it about permaculture? That's a profound question because at the same time I learned about permaculture, I also learned that the world is being destroyed rapidly, that we are going through the sixth mass extinction, that the bee colonies are collapsing, that the fish populations are collapsing, that all of the poisons, and it starts with the poisons, right? If we only took out the poisons, that are being sprayed in our air, in our soil, in our water, in our minds. If we just took out the poisons, and by the way, fear and scarcity are the ultimate poison. When we take those poisons out and replace them with nature's design, with God's design, then we solve all of it. And I recognize that unless we do something that scales, unless we achieve mass adoption of this, we don't, my, my I won't have grandkids. Yeah. That's powerful. You chatted to uh, to fear and scarcity being the ultimate poison. And um, you know what I mean? I know I'm going to get people that write into the show, Jim, that are saying like, well, Jim's rich. What does he care? You know, like the reality is, how did, does he understand the scarcity of somebody who has a regular everyday job? What would you say to those people? I would say my dad was a pipe fitter. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And we had a great life. You know, we didn't have a lot of extra money. We went fishing, we went camping, we did things that were wonderful. I then made money. And then I don't know if you've heard of T. Harv Eker, the financial blueprint. Well, my financial blueprint when I had $20 million was I'm not a rich person. So, and at the same time, I invested every bit of that knowing that someday it would turn around and 20 million to negative 80,000. So I went, and that was only 30 months ago. It, it took me 15 years to, to get to that point. But I went negative 80,000, I was done. So I know what being broke is all about. I didn't have a job and I had a family to feed. So if anybody thinks that I don't know about scarcity, well, I do. How in that situation were you able to keep an abundance mindset? A lot of meditation, a lot of study. And finally, and it, you know, the thing is, though the problems of the world and my personal world were a <laughs> infinitely complex the solutions are always embarrassingly simple <laughs> is to step out of the fear and scarcity mindset yeah. into the awareness of the presence and then create the goal and then follow the steps it's so funny jim i, I i'm not sure ha, have you had a chance to listen to much of my podcast yet i i, I don't expect you've been, to, you've been able to listen to too many okay yeah beautiful what? One of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast is active versus a passive marketing strategy. And what I talk about is we live in a world where people want this passive marketing strategy. They want to just be able to like put LinkedIn posts and website and everything and people will just come right. They don't want to do that little bit of hard work of actually 
you know what? You actually have to call these people. You actually have to reach out and build a human to human connection because that's how humans are wired, right? I talk yeah. about that all the time. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about that you just have to take an action or abundance mindset is just about doing something in, in a positive direction. And I talk about it all the time. There's just this fear. People want things to just come to them, but they don't want to put in the effort. But, you know, I mean, what I talk about on the show all the time is, the reality is the reason why your business is struggling is because you're not doing that one or two easy things that you know you should be doing, but it's yeah. fear that's holding you back from doing them. But if you just yeah. take that step, you pick up the phone, you make those cold calls that are scaring you, or, or you know, you send that email or you follow up on that proposal that you know you need to follow up on, or you book that lunch meeting, that face-to-face, -face, you're going to find success. It's, it's, yeah. it's sitting back and waiting for things to come to you on their own without taking action that's holding you back. 100%. I mean, when you create that vision, everybody start with the vision. And it guess what? It will get better and better and better over time. But start with whatever vision that gets you to pick up the phone and then make those 100 phone calls a day. Like whatever it takes and then have fun doing it. And that's a big thing. Yes. I no longer effort into anything. I know based on numbers and based on well, now it's so easy because we're sitting here in this situation. But when I had none of this, when I was dead broke, I didn't really see a path forward. So the next logical step was to make that next phone call. The next logical step was to send that next email, to go to the next Toastmaster so I could learn to speak. Right? I Actually, I, I went to three different Toastmasters groups a week for about six months. Wow. Wow. It, well, it shows you speak very well. <laughs> I, yes, my that's my role as yeah. chief storyteller. Absolutely, no, I love that. I love that as a role. Uh, I forget which one I had the other. Oh, redesigner in chief was another one that I had that I really enjoyed. <laughs> love it, love it, Jim. I want to, you know, I want to also touch on, you know, freedom is something that's very important to you. You wouldn't have started an off grid community if freedom wasn't important to you. I want to talk a little bit about the freedom that entrepreneurship brings. The reason is, is that Jim, we have a lot of people listening to this show who are, you know, new entrepreneurs, they're executives, but they're looking to take that step or they haven't quite took that step yet. Let's inspire them a little bit. Talk to us about the freedom that entrepreneurship has brought to your life. Oh, it's, I don't think I'm employable, uh, quite frankly. I mean, there's so many people that said when I was down, said, Jim, you're good at sales. Why don't you get a job selling cars or selling mortgages again. You were really good at that. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I've got a knowing inside of me that this vision has, it's like I planted a seed that was growing and I couldn't imagine another thing. But once you get to the point where you start seeing cash flow and, and, and imagine it, by the way, even before you've got it, start imagining the cash flow, start not just imagining, but knowing that it's all around you already that it's a frequency thing there's so much to this it's so important to rise your frequency through meditation and learning and relaxation and joy and games and so on and then turn that into your lifestyle so um yeah i don't i can't what was the question again <laughs> uh, basically if if you could if you could provide like some type of inspiring thing as to why you know why entrepreneurship has changed your life why an entrepreneur might want to take that step um, oh, man. some of the freedoms that it provides. It's, it's the ultimate freedom. And then it leads to more and more and more. Like uh, for an example, I'm sitting here at this off grid home 
And we have 100% off-grid. We don't get permits for anything. I pay no taxes. I, my life is in trust. I am completely free of the system. Now, will the system try to use force and violence against me at any point? Maybe. But I am going to stand as a man, as a free man, like my hat says. And I'm going to stand man-to-man with anybody who tries to, uh, tries to impose force and violence against me. And we are going to serve our community. And that's what's so strategic about what a free person does is they serve, right? A true free person is free of the scarcity of needing to do, use any kind of manipulation or unethical behavior against anybody. So I'm free from all of those belief systems. And I've recognized the ultimate freedom is the freedom to serve my fellow humans in every way, and this planet in every way possible. And the more service that I can manifest for humanity and for this planet, the more abundance comes to me. So it's actually quite selfish to be loving. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I find it funny that that your path to, to, to richness here is to ultimately inspire other people to to essentially grow their own food and, and to save money like it's kind of a it's yeah. ironically a win-win for the world if more people do what you're doing you know victor hugo said there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world and that is an idea whose time has come what i'm sitting with right now and what i'm sharing with you is the idea whose time has come and this idea will turn all of those armies of the world which are energy systems into benefactors of the world. It's just a matter of demonstrating this freedom at every level from your heart and your mind to your land. And so we've made a business out of that and we use the permaculture principles and we reinvest the surplus, which creates more abundance, which is a reflection in a mere way. It's just, it's an abundance cycle. It's so beautiful and fun. Jim, tell us about Food Forest Abundance. Um, tell us about the company and if people are interested, how they might be able to get a hold of you. Awesome. So we started, we launched 26 months ago. It was April 21st, Earth Day 2021. And I was broke and it was just me and my friend Travis and one part-time designer. And now we are in 54 countries helping people grow food, every U.S. state. We have um, Modern Homesteading on Discovery Channel was just here. Um, the, um, we're partners with Darren Olean, who has um, Down to Earth, which won the Emmy last year. We've got our own TV show called Land of Plenty coming out. And we have a council that includes generals and Green Berets and Emmy Award winners and all these amazing people because we're all coming together. And when I say we all, that means you, that means anybody listening, we are coming together to demonstrate in a way that creates massive abundance for everybody involved, the freedom and the, the ways to achieve it. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Why, why, should, why should an entrepreneur aspire to change the world? You know, why, why, was that, why is that something that maybe more, more entrepreneurs should aspire to? Well, to inspire to serve is a way to change the world, whether your goal is to serve, you know, um, pet owners and help them have better relationships with their pets, which is incredibly valuable, or maybe it's to do what we're doing or anything in between, right? It's a matter of it's aspiring to serve and, and to benefit people. And with regard to our particular business, we have now about 2,000 abundance ambassadors around the world 
We have 140 cooperative partners, and those are the folks who are actually in, basically it's a landscaping business where we go into the backyards of, of people's homes and we turn their lawns, we take out the poisons, and we turn their backyards into the gardens of Eden. It's epically, it's the best investment anybody could ever make. And then the ultimate is where I'm sitting now. It's called a Freedom Farm Academy. And that is to be completely off grid, to create this incredible food forest around your house, and then to demonstrate and educate and inspire and empower your neighbors to do the same thing, because that's when we're free. When we have a free community that produces all of its own food, water, and energy, and it's incredibly profitable. Like we have over $500,000 worth of landscapes going in around us right now. And we have over 80 landscapes going in around the world at this very moment that are food forest landscapes. Wow. And everybody <laughs> wins. That's wild. That is unbelievable. It's like fun. for such a short period of time too, right? Like you've only done this for what? A little over five, no, almost six years now. Hey, no, two years. I've been with this company, which I founded. Um, it's been 26 months. Wow. Holy moly. Okay. Cause I was looking on your LinkedIn and it said that you'd been at food forest abundance for five years, but you've really been active only for a few of them. Well, actually I'll, I'll share the, that. So I started, I had a booth at the mall and my goal was, it's always about scale, like the mortgage company. So I had a booth. It was a beautiful living demonstration of permaculture. I sold plant medicines and I sold permaculture designs and the booth got shut down. In fact, I even had uh, the food forest, but it started with a mobile um, food truck that grew its own microgreens and created microgreen smoothies in the food truck. We had solar okay. panels on top, water catchment. And so when the government shut down my business at the mall because of um, this COVID thing, then I was that was when I was dead broke because I put all my final money mm. into the mall store, which I designed and it was rocking. It was three months open. <laughs> wow! So three months into it, we were kicking ass and then it shut down. Oh, That's funny. when I moved into the landscape food forest business that we're in now. Wow. Wow. So that's it. That's impressive success, considering it's only been a few years since since then. It was crazy. That's it was unreal. such a roller coaster. So you're of... on your you're on your way to another billion dollar company. <laughs> it, yeah, trillion was, and, and we're gonna raise. We're gonna take trillions of dollars of fiat, and we're gonna compost it. We're gonna put it right in the ground, and the return on investment on every dollar, on every fruit tree, on every plant that you put in the ground, as long as you put it in the ground correctly then the return on investment is infinite over time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, we believe in that too at Capital. You know, we're always, we're always looking to do business development and provide exponential value over time because that's what good business development does for you. So totally, totally get where you're coming from. Um, wanted to also chat briefly about your own podcast. You are also a podcaster. You have the Jim Gale Show. And actually, that is how we connected because I connected with your co-host, Matthew Britt, who is a Canadian. And, and uh, I was just connecting with Canadian podcasters. And he goes, you know what, Kelly, you got to talk to our CEO, Jim Gale. He's got one heck of a story and you have not disappointed. <laughs> uh, buddy. It, well, tell us, so what what is the Jim Gale show? Well, it's a show that we invite people on that have solutions. We're all about exposing the problem and then focusing on the solution. 
right? And and it's important. In fact, I'm going to share some about we we have a group of people that are incredible doctors and and Yale and Harvard, Harvard lawyers and and campaign strategists and really incredibly smart guys that worked at Google in the AI departments and they're they've now come into this movement of exposing what's going on, but more importantly, demonstrating the solution. So this weekend, we're going to be strategizing, and we have a campaign strategy that over the next 16 months will change the world completely. It'll catalyze a shift in consciousness that will raise the awareness that will lead to mass adoption of taking the poisons out and growing food instead of lawns. We're going directly to the candidates and we're giving them on a silver platter a strategy that they can use and i'll give you two examples so one example is um imagine your favorite presidential candidate right i know you're in canada but you probably still have a favorite u.s presidential candidate we still imagine them in a (laughs) yeah right imagine them (laughs) in a prison Surrounded by the prisoners, and they're helping the prisoners grow their own food. They're saying, we are going to use the same resources we're using right now. And the prisoners are going to grow their own food instead of taxpayers paying for their food, which is laced with poisons. You know, growing food with poisons is absolutely insane. So now the prisoners are growing all of their own food, and they're learning the ethics and principles of permaculture. The candidate can make the claim I am going to reduce crime by 50% in the next four years. That's a monstrous claim. Nobody's ever made a claim even close to that big. That would be a Nobel Prize worthy result. And guess what? It's already been done. People that have had, or prisons that have had gardening programs have reduced crime by, by from 60% recidivism to under 10% with just three years of these types of programs. Wow. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, actually. And and we were actually what we were talking about was, you know, whether you believe in it or not, I'm a believer of, of the moon landing, I definitely believe it happened. Um, but we were just talking about, you know, just the audacity of making that claim that JFK made at the time that we're going to go to the moon in the next 10 years before we even had remotely the technology to do it. I, I guess the, the conversation at the time that I was kind of I, I was making the the statement that we haven't had anything inspiring like that in many, 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 many years. I would argue maybe since that time, like there hasn't been anybody who's got up yeah. on the stage and said, we're going to do something amazing, mind blowing, and that, that will that will be amazing 100 years from now, since that time. And, and it's yeah, I feel like there's definitely like a reluctance to make any major jumps in anything. You know, the good news about what I'm explaining is it's not a hypothetical. It's been done and people can point to the facts that it has been done. Mm -hmm. Now, the other one that I want to expose, and in fact, I've got four that are going out to the world here very soon with a very tactical way, by the way. Um, The other one is at schools. So imagine your favorite presidential candidate at a school saying we're going to take the poisons out of the school lunches and we're gonna take the poisons out of the school grounds and the kids are gonna grow their own lunches at school. Now, this is not hard to do. In fact, it's the most logical thing we could ever do. So now the kids are learning permaculture. They're learning how to be self-reliant. They're learning how to grow their own food and how this relates to accounting and business and health and all of these different structures. So they can literally use this practice to learn all of the structures. And the result of that 
childhood diabetes will be cut in half. Disease, suicide, the use of pharmaceuticals will go down to almost nothing over time. So imagine the candidate sitting there with the kids. Imagine the optics and the function of the, that claim, that one thing, using the same resources called the school system and using that resource to actually create health and wellness and self-reliance in our society, that would change the world. And we're going to put it out there in a way that cannot be denied. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love the idea of more people of more people taking responsibility for their own food. There's no question. I think all you have to do is look around, you know, especially here in Canada at the food price increases that we've had over the past four years. Yeah. My gosh, like, you know, they say over here, it's something like, like 16%. It feels I you know, I mean, I don't think that's true. I think I think overall, it's probably closer to 40% uh, of food price increases yeah. up here in Canada. And you know, that's next level. And, and there's not a lot of help coming for those people that are having to eat that extra cost. You know, you're just having to live with it. So I think, you know, you kind of you have a great idea at the right time at a time when people are like, you know what, I think we need a solution here because this, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the idea that whose time has come stronger than all of the armies of the world. This is it. And anybody listening, if you want to participate, it's fun. It's profitable. Everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing, Jim. If people want to get a hold of you, uh, they're interested in this. They maybe want to put a uh, food forest in their backyard. How do they get a hold of you? At foodforestabundance.com. Foodforestabundance.com. Amazing. Um, do you have any questions for me, Jim, before we wrap up the show today? Uh, just to say thank you for for shining a light on these solutions that are going to change the world and and I can't wait to uh, show you around Gulf's Landing. If anybody out there is either in Central Florida or wants to come visit, we had people from Alaska the other day, people from all over the world are coming here. We're, we're on 51 acres on a private 430-acre lake with a mile-long paved runway to our east. Um, so if anybody wants to come here and stay and experience this type of environment, then please do. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jim. Thank you for inspiring some entrepreneurs. And heck, maybe we even inspired some people to put a food forest in their backyard and start to grow some of their own food. That's a pretty cool idea. We haven't had anything like that on this show yet. So once again, awesome. it's been a pleasure. This has been episode 42 of the Business Development Podcast. We've had Jim Gale, founder and CEO of Food Forest Abundance, working to change the world one backyard at a time. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Kelly. Until next time, we will catch you on the flip side this has been the business development podcast with kelly kennedy kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020 his passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development the show is brought to you by capital business development your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast. Business rock stars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision-makers. 
With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of eight new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, reach out to us at podcast at capital bd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capital bd.ca and let's partner for the future.